Hi, and welcome to Hypothetically Intentional, where we ask the question, what if we set intentions with everything we did? I am your co-host, Andrew. And I'm your co-host, Michelle. And we're glad you're here today with us. So, what are we going to talk about today, Mom? Well, I've been thinking a lot and noticing a lot about this whole back-to-school frenzy. And I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about that. It's going to lead us into different places, I know, but I thought that might be kind of fun. Okay. So we'll be talking about the back-to-school frenzy today. I think I always <laughs> like it when we have our episode title in the episode. So oh, there you go. I think I think I think we found it. So how do you feel about as someone who just started school again? How do you feel about you being the one to set the intention? Oh, I see. I thought you were about to jump right in. I was about to to say, "Hey, we got to set our intention first. But no, you you were just <laughs> I'm inviting you. You're just giving an expert uh, an expert segue. Um, I do what I can. That's going to be my intention for today. Actually, is to What's that? Ha- to have wonderful segues. To well, fo- that feels like a good intention. Yeah, we'll focus on our transitions. Because my intention, you- I'm going to add to that intention, and that is that I don't need to not be in my head about that, <laughs> <laughs> or they will all be terrible. <laughs> uh, see, sometimes the worst segues are the best segues. Fair. Um. But I figure since, speaking of transitions, you know, the start of the school year is really a big transition time for a lot of people. Ah, I see what you did there. (laughs) Nicely done. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, I've just been noticing. uh, It feels like it kind of starts mid-August, but then by the end of August, it, it definitely, people feel frenzied they talk about being like just kind of chaotic um i felt extra busy i guess and then you know you get into early september and then it's like that first week there's like this panic almost especially parents with younger kids for sure Uh, and then school starts and there's like this big sigh of relief but then the realization that you have to figure out your new schedule your new patterns like you have to kind of resettle in so I'm just finding it really fascinating and interesting and I'm finding myself reflecting a lot on what are my skill sets or my like self-care steps that I do when things get really chaotic like that. And um, when does that show up? Like I already know every year, the end of August, beginning of September, I'm going to feel a little bit, well, two things. I'm going to feel a little bit chaotic and panicked likely, but I'm also going to feel like I'm not going to schedule a lot of things in my business because people are too panicked and busy and they don't take time for themselves in that specific week is how it feels. And maybe that's wrong. Maybe if I actually scheduled something like a restorative yoga, people would be like, oh yeah, I'm all in. Cause, but I feel like we spread our time so thin that week that it's just like, yeah, no. Do you notice that? Yeah, I, I, I'm actually surprised to hear that for someone who isn't in school. Like, like for me, that's been true my whole life because I've been in school my whole life at this point. Um, I guess to a lesser extent this year because I did school through the summer too, but even then I had a bit of a week off before school started or a a few weeks off before school started. Um, So it's just like a a minor transition. Um, But how does that show up for you? Because like 
what, what is the transition happening around that time of year? Is it something that you just inherit from the people around you who are in school or who have <laughs> kids do. in school? Or I, yeah, I do think it's that. I mean, so obviously when you kids were little, right, that was a thing for me as a mom. It's like summer's over. We got it, you know, the week before school starts, you got to, you try and get the bedtime routines back in order and you try and get the schedule as close to what it's going to be like when school starts as possible. And then there's like this realization like, oh my gosh, especially when you were both went into school, then it was like, oh my gosh, I have all this quote unquote free time. What am I going to do with it? And then it's like, oh, I have a million things to do. It's That's not going to be a problem. But in the now... You know, Dan works in a school. His school technically hasn't started yet, but he's like at that, again, beginning of the school year, working a bunch of hours. And so it's a lot. I feel that because he's working more and more. um, There's more stress gearing up to the school year. And then for me, well, this year in particular, I have a lot of travel in September. I have my retreat at the end of September. And I have a lot of new things, like new ideas, like innovative ideas that I have for the business and things that require me to build things. So is it coincidence that that lined up with school starting? Maybe. But I do feel like every year... Right. I feel like every year around the state fair, because and the reason I know that marker is because we used to go to the state fair every year with mom and dad. Right. And so every year I know like that's a marker for me in my life. I always know for since Jake was born, (laughs) I always know like how I feel around state fair time. Um, And it just always does feel busy. I don't. And so now I'm going to seasons like is it seasonally like you know, summer's ending, we're gearing into fall, but then when fall ends and we gear into winter, does that also feel different and bring stress in? I don't know. I'm finding it fascinating because I've never really, it's weird because when I was in it, when you kids were little, I didn't necessarily even pay attention to the back to school thing other than I just, it was just part of my daily life. And now that I'm out of that, it's almost like I notice it more because it's not part of my daily life, but I'm witnessing it happening all around me. But then I'm also feeling like I want to take time and what I would call nest. Like I want to cozy up in a blanket and just chill out and regroup and recharge. I I find myself wanting to do like just things that are nurturing and nourishing and that feel like that slower paced, calm, come up for air and take a breath for a hot second because everything around me is so frazzled, maybe. Like, how does it show up for you? I mean, you went to school all summer, too. So, like, and to be fair, for you, we're talking school college, not school elementary or high school, right? But... Yeah. Um, Like, how does the transition back to school show up for me? Yeah. Like, do you... Or maybe the question is... When you're on break from school, do you take that time to like regroup and recharge and reset? Or do you spend that time differently? Yeah, for sure. Like definitely like my whole life I have been very, I am like, I think school has sort of ruled most of my life in terms of, and, and by that I mean like I have during the school year, focused on school as my number one priority, at least through high school. Definitely, like, it, that took up a large amount of my time and energy during the school year. So during the summer, I definitely took that time to, like, 
recharge and relax and do things I was interested in that weren't school. Um, and sometimes even school related things. I, I know one year I did like a summer, like, like science, like school ish thing for a few weeks, um, which was really fun. Actually, we made like Rube Goldberg machines, and like made stuff. It was, it was really fun. Um, but yeah, no, for me, uh, yes, yeah, summer was, was very much of a, like recharge period and then school was you know on the grind i suppose yeah which just makes me think does it have to be i mean like you're a person who enjoys school and it still feels like a grind right and then it's like yeah that makes sense to me because if i think about school it's like right you have these like Here's a task. It's done by this time. You need to turn it in. You get evaluated, right? There's a, there's a whole lot of structure in school. And a lot of that structure is like created for you from outside sources, right? Like you don't really have a lot of choice in it. You have choice in like how you use the time to get to the deadline. I don't know. Like I'm going mm-hmm. to a deep place here. <laughs> like in my brain, it's not fully formed yet, the thing. But I'm just thinking how interesting... That like school, at least where we are, school is very much, it feels very linear. Like there's not a lot of creativity in how you can accomplish the tasks. But maybe that's just because I tucked into, I worked well in the linear (laughs) format. But I feel like there's people who don't. And I'm wondering just how much room they have to be creative And I'm wondering for you, would it have been possible for you to be in the flow of school versus the grind of school? Because I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, I would love to hear your take on like what it was for you. I feel like maybe part of the reason is because you, you have high expectations for yourself and you, it was important that you did well. And it was important that you, you know, met deadlines and, and did the work and all of those things, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I'm just saying, did you also celebrate like, Hey, I did this thing and I got an A on this test or was for you, it was just sort of mundane. Like, this is what we do. Cause this is how we do it. Yeah. I, I'd say if, if you're like drawing a distinction between the words flow and grind, where flow is more of like a, like a like that flow state that's it's described in game design i know and and a few other places i've heard of the flow state which is um like when you get really into a task and um and it's like the challenge of the task perfectly matches your ability or at least very closely matches your ability to do that task and you just sort of lose all sense of time and just like are in completely immersed uh, and it's generally like incredibly productive and very uh, 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 like this very pleasurable state to be in this this flow state. Um, and then it seems to me like you're sort of taking that and contrasting it to a grind, which is very much like doing busy work, getting stuff done to get stuff done and not really taking the time to or not really taking the putting any focus on what you're getting out of it. Is that sort of a distinction you're making? Yeah. The grind to me feels like it's swimming upstream and it's a lot of work and it's hard and it's like, it's maybe even harder than it has to be. And flow state is exactly what you're saying, right? That where you're just like, oh my gosh, this is just like, I'm in that place of, 
I don't remember what day it is. I don't remember what time it is. I'm just in a state of like joy in the experience of what I'm doing. Not that it has to be easy, but just more that it's not, it doesn't feel like a fight, I guess is how I would say it if I was going to really simplify it. Yeah. So to answer your question, I, like when I said like the daily grind of, of school, that was not using, that was not making that distinction. I would say for, for most of school, I was, I would call it more of a flow than a grind. And I think it's, you know, there's definitely like, it's not a perfect flow state as, you know, as, as I just described, there's definitely some grinding that, that goes along too. Um, but, um, for most of like, of, of, of grade school, you know, uh, elementary school through high school, um, I actually did find that quite a, like, it was extremely motivating for me. Like, like you said about like, like being satisfied in like the grades you get or whatever, like that positive feedback for me was, and still is to a certain extent, incredibly powerful on my psychology. And I am, I am, I'm very aware of that. Like that, I, I, I feel the dopamine when I see like an A with some comments from the teacher, like, like that, you know, that is, that, 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 that is definitely something I enjoy and appreciate. And, and, um, and at the same time, if, if I ever feel like I don't meet my expectations, that is also a a very strong negative, um, indicator, um, especially through like, like I'm, I'm better at it now. Um, uh, but, I, I, uh, uh, especially in like high school and middle school. Um, yeah, but I honestly, for me, college has felt a lot more grindy than flowy. Um, and I think, I, 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 and it's not certainly not always, it really depends on the professor, but I think there's just professors generally aren't as good as teaching as teachers are like as like high school and middle school teachers are because they don't have to learn how to teach um so and and uh, you know there's a lot more lecturing and busy work and a lot more a lot less uh of that like sort of structured almost gamified sort of uh progression where you really see yourself learning um, or see yourself progressing in some way, sometimes in like, I oftentimes in, in like our education systems, that progression doesn't necessarily line up one for one for with actual learning, but sometimes it does. And I think for me it did. Um, but there's a lot of people for whom it doesn't. And that is a significant problem in the education industry. But, um, uh, it is it is it is in my opinion or my experience rather it is it has been better in high school and middle school than it has been in college um do you think part of that is because there's also less direct feedback in college like you're not getting the big pat on the backs like at least not ver- well maybe you are but my experience in college was like you go to college and suddenly it's like you're on your own good mm-hmm. luck <laughs> and I didn't get a lot of feedback from the professors I didn't get a lot of one-to-one engagement unless I actively I could seek it out and then it would be different but I definitely there was not a lot of 
um, pats on the back in college. It was literally like, do your thing, get your grade. All right, get up next day, do your thing, get your grade. Okay, <laughs> you know, what's what's next on my list? Uh, it felt less connected, I guess, than it did in... Yeah. It feels more disconnected in college than in high school and, and other previous Great. Yes, absolutely. Because in college, and I think this is sort of this. This could very much be a product of how much we rely on grades or how much value we put on grades, and think of those as the like, 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 if something is graded, then it is important. And I think that goes on mm. both the student end and the like instructor end, because in college, grades don't matter as much. Like, if you have a C, it's not really that different from you having an A in most cases. Um, there's, you're, you're not, and if, this is different if you're, like, in a really competitive program or something like that. But at least compared to high school, at least compared to my experience in high school, in high school, an A- minus would have been a disaster to me. Because it meant, it would have, uh, because, like... The, uh, uh, you know your grades are a huge component way more than they should be in determining what colleges you might get into um, versus in college your jobs any any career you go into isn't going to look at your grades very much uh, if at all hmm. most of the time so it's really just if you like getting into grad school which is usually easier than admission into into the school itself again in my experience and this is in a math to math education program so it's a very limited experience but this is just yeah this is this is what i've experienced and um and and i guess so sort of my point here is that because grades don't matter it sort of i think translates in a lot of people's mind particular like instructors minds to the feedback doesn't matter as much um, and, and I think getting that just qualitative feedback, just like comments and, and that connection, like you were saying, between instructor and student would really go a long way towards, yeah, like making it feel more meaningful what you're doing and being able to learn more from your mistakes. Because I feel like in college, when I've messed up on an assignment, you know, when I haven't done very well, very rarely does the instructor lead you know you know tell me exactly what i did wrong or or help me to improve that it's just if this grade is satisfactory or your grade in the class as a whole will be satisfactory then don't even worry about it you know it's fine do you ever dive into that like i'm thinking about that and i'm like well depends on the class right sometimes sometimes some of that stuff is subjective but also, I wonder if like, and I don't think I ever did this because I think I, by the time I got to college, I was like, yeah, I am, <laughs> I want to be in the workforce at this point. <laughs> I think I just got to a point where I was like, I'm over this. I want to be in the workforce and I want to be doing something that, that I care about that makes a difference in the world. Uh, but anyway, I just wonder if like you ever dive down and outside of the professor, like outside of 
the teacher explaining to you what you did wrong, do you ever, and what you did wrong, right? Like, do you ever like explore that on your own to find the answer? I could see you being a person that would potentially do that. And maybe this isn't something we need to dive into, right? But I just am curious about that. And then I want to circle back to just like how we navigate our routines and, and stress levels and like, how can we prepare for like things like the beginning of a school year to make it easier for ourselves if we even can? So to answer, but did you to, to, yeah, to answer your first question? It, it really depends on what the class is and how much I care, right? Because if it's uh, like like especially like senior year of college, I was doing like upper level math courses for my math degree, but it wasn't the sort of thing I would ever be teaching to my students. Um, and if I didn't feel that there was a connection there that would be really meaningful to me, um, then I wouldn't really seek out any more, you know, I, I wouldn't seek out feedback or, or like if I got to, if I messed something up, I messed it up, I'll move on and do better on the next thing or whatever. And that's uh, like, that was totally satisfactory because it just, it didn't feel like it was worth my time. Um, uh, I think for classes that like my education classes, um, like, or even like my psychology classes in my undergrad, which I felt would be a lot more tied to my education. Yes. I have like after tests, um, and it's more so when I'm like looking for, cause, cause it's amazing how often like information I've learned in psychology classes, I've like remembered it or partially remembered it later in my life. And it's just sort of come up. Um, and those times I will sometimes go back, look at my old notes or look back at the old slides and see if I can find the, the information that I, that I had remembered or almost remembered and like, you know, refresh myself on what it was or remind myself of, or like teach myself again of what it was or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's cool. If it's something I care about and feels like it would be worth my time to do so. Yes, I will. Otherwise, no. Um, I love to, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's all. Oh, I was just gonna say, I love to go back to my training books of not college. I'm like, not that, but I'm, you know, time, my time massage training manuals and my yoga teaching manuals and my Reiki manuals and all those things. And to some level, some of the reasons I'm going back is because I'm a teacher and I want to make sure I remember and I'll take new classes of the same thing I've already taken just to get new experiences and new perspectives. But I find that like, when I go back and look at my notes, it'll like, you know, bring in a memory of that class or an experience that I had. And I find that the notes sometimes, like going back and reading the things, like whatever, that's not necessarily the most helpful thing for me for how I learn. But what it does is it opens a door to either a memory or an experience I had afterwards where I was like, oh, I remember that we learned it this way in class. And I didn't fully understand it until this experience happened. And then once I lived that experience, suddenly, like, dots started connecting of like the book learning that I did. And then when you can blend like the book and the experience learning together, it changes, I don't know, it changes everything. And the thing that I'm intrigued by or that I've been intrigued by where I was like, hey, Andrew, can we just talk about back to school for a hot second today? Because I, the thing I'm intrigued by is how every year it feels the same 
to me. And that is that like, I'm not mindfully and preemptively managing my stress or planning or carving out time to care for myself and create less stress for a time that I know is going to be stressful. And I'm better about that in daily life, going with the flow. And still, it seems like the thing, the times in life where it's a pattern, those are the ones I miss, which is a little bit funny to me. It's like I can preemptively know like, oh, I have this big, like I have this big retreat coming up at the end of the month. I know I have to be careful and I'm just getting over a cold, right? So I'm like, all right, I need to show up in a certain kind of way and have energy and, you know, my usual spunk and fire and be on in a good way, in my best way possible. So I know I need to prepare for that. But if I don't have a specific thing to hang on to that I know I need to show up for, I'm just like, I'm just actually like analyzing myself as I'm saying these things. I'm like, okay, so if it's external for someone else, I will go over and above to make sure that I can show up in a way that is for their best and not as good. But if it's just for me, and if it's just sort of like my usual stress, then I don't necessarily put a lot of extra time and effort into oh, hey, beginning of school, state fair is here, beginning of school is coming up. That's usually kind of a chaotic time. Better start, again, recharging, conserving your energy, giving yourself the nurturing and care that you need. Like, I probably do it more than I'm giving myself credit for, but I feel like I'm much better about it when there's a specific structured thing versus if it's just a time of year that I know is challenging for me. Like I know that every winter, I love winter. I am a Minnesotan who loves winter, but my birthday hits beginning of February and by like Jake's birthday in March, I'm like kind of over winter. (laughs) And if I'm not careful about finding things to do that are more uplifting and lighthearted and bringing in some of that spring-like joy, like winter will drag me down. Um, so I try and be mindful about that, but sometimes again, I forget. And then you get like those dreadful two weeks of, you know, cold where you're, you just got that taste of spring and you're like, oh, dang, I should have taken advantage of that in a different way, more mindfully. Yeah. So I, to go back to you, like to go back to your first question that started off this whole episode, what does that look like for you? Like that, that be like you've, you said, being mindful you've said uh uh you know like you know taking care of yourself um even like you know taking it taking it in giving yourself time recharging what does that look like what are your strategies that you use so that's an interesting question and you can maybe see the smirk on my face as you're asking it because i'm realizing um I think if I were to give you a quick and simple answer, it would be healthy boundaries, healthier boundaries. I love to give. I love to give. Um, I've now learned how to receive. Uh, I didn't used to be good at receiving. Um, But sometimes the fact that I love to give can be a problem in that I then overgive and don't realize I'm doing it until it's too late. So I think for me, when I know stress is coming or when I know I have a lot of things back to back to back that are going to require a bunch of energy, for me, it's saying no to extra things because it seems like, and and it probably just feels this way. It's probably always this way, but I don't, 
I don't re- recognize it. It seems like whenever I'm entering into a state or a month, I'm just gonna use a month, a month where it's like thing after thing after thing after thing, that also is the time where everyone else is like, hey, Michelle, let's go get lunch. Hey, Michelle, let's do this. Or hey, Michelle, do you have an extra minute? I need this thing. Or where it feels like all the people, and it's not a bad thing, right? It's just that it, it, the timing of it, and like I said, I'd have to really reflect and see, like maybe this is just always the case. I like people, I like connecting with people. I enjoy, um, I enjoy doing things that are collaborative and innovative. And I, like when I'm with people, it's like there's a, I get ideas and excited about things that, you know, that we could potentially do together. But it feels like when I have really busy months, um, I start out being like, well, I know I have this, this, and this thing coming up, but they want to do this thing. And that sounds fun. So I'll say yes. And then there's another thing that comes up and, oh, that sounds fun. So I'll say yes to that too. And then, oh, that also sounds fun. I'm going to say yes to that too. And the next thing I know, I literally have, you know, one free day in three weeks and I'm realizing, well, holy crap, I'm not, I haven't been sleeping right. I haven't been eating right. I haven't been taking care of myself because I've been busy doing both work and fun things, which it's all one for me. But, and then I get lost in the, oh, well now I also don't have time to catch up. I also don't have time to realize that I've been having too, spreading myself too thin energetically. Um, And then I get really firm on, yeah, nope, I'm not doing this thing and I'm not doing that thing and I'm rescheduling this thing and I'm, Um, and I think sometimes I'm really good at that balance and other times I'm absolutely terrible at it. And it's just a process for me and it depends on what I got going on. So this whole, this, this beginning of the school year for the first time in my life, I'm realizing I would like to look for patterns in my year, in my life, right? In my months ahead, maybe every quarter to look for patterns or to even just look ahead and then to be really more mindful about creating sacred days where I literally, my self-care is sometimes reading a book. My self-care is sometimes having a nice long conversation with someone on the phone. Um, Those are rare because I typically don't love talking on the phone, but every now and again, I found that really refreshing um, depending on who I'm talking to. Maybe it's me going to sit by a lake and just be sit under a tree um, you know, like nature is a big one for me. I have a lot of different things in my self-care toolkit that I have handy. You know, it might just be me doing Zentangle for a day, but, um, or for a couple hours, you know, I have my tools, but I tend to forget about them when I'm in the, the frenzy or the chaos. And, um, I don't spiral out like I used to, so I'm definitely better about it. But I just, this, this for some reason, the beginning of this school year, I've just been like really reflecting on, it's not just, I'm not the only one who feels this way. It's like everyone around me. It's all over social media. It's when you talk to people, everyone is sort of feeling that same kind of way. Um, and I think I'm noticing that more now that we're in the exhale part of it, right? Kids are back to school, exhale, now what? I don't know. I'm just finding it fascinating this year. All right. Yeah. So it sounds like saying no is, is, <laughs> is to summarize, saying no is, your, is one of your biggest uh, self-care strategies. Saying yes to myself, saying no to other things and people. Yes, Yes. absolutely. That is it. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of saying no, 
uh, I think it's time to say no to continuing this podcast episode. I'm with you. <laughs> and was it torture for you to talk about school for however long we've been talking about school? No. If it was torture, oh, I wouldn't I was have just done curious. it. <laughs> well, you can find us on social media at Facebook, JD Wellness, Instagram, JD Studio, or Facebook and Instagram, Michelle Albers, two A's and two L's, Michelle as in M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-A-A-L-B-E-R-S. Or you can go to our website at jidewellness.com, J-A-I-D-E-E wellness.com. And really, don't be afraid to hit that contact us button and give us feedback, ideas, um, your, your experiences. We love to hear from people and we love to connect and we like to hear what you'd like to hear. <laughs> so that's it for today, I think. Thanks for spending the time with me, Andrew. Yeah, thanks for the podcast. Bye, be you every day. Bye.